Linnaean. Linnaean Society. The Linnaean Society of, of London. 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 Linnaean Society of London. So the artwork is in two parts and it sits at either end of a street called Broadmead in Bristol, which is a shopping street. It's not a fancy shopping street. Um, it's slightly older, older Bristol in a way, a um, little bit scruffy maybe, a little bit messy. Um, and the two works are suspended between the, the building, so it sits high above the street, about eight meters high, where actually normally the Christmas lights are suspended. Uh, it's a sort of a summertime version of that. Each one's a canopy, you could describe it as a canopy, but a pleated canopy, so like a zigzag pleat um, that runs across the street. And um, rather than just being a rectangle, they're also slightly concave on the side, so it gives it a slightly more organic or maybe slightly sort of butterfly kind of vibe um, to it, creature-like vibe. Um, and they're suspended between the buildings with what's called a continuary uh, arch of uh, cables, which also give it this quite a nice sort of organic feel to it. Um, on each of the canopies is a different image. At one end it's a orangey, pinky kind of brown image, a little bit fuzzier, a little bit hazier, um, made up of circles and lines. And that's a, a microscopic image from a lime tree. Um, and that's done um, by the University of Strathclyde using this insanely brilliant um, microscope that they built there. And at the other end of the street is a greeny, turquoisey, blue kind of image that has a totally different feel to it. It's all circles and lines, um, a little bit more graphic. And that's a close-up image of a leaf of an oak tree and that's um, done by Q Gardens. So I'm Savita Wilmot, and I'm director of the Natural History Consortium. So Bristol City Council uh, made some funding available for a new project in city centre streets in Bristol. So this is about economic recovery, renewal, kind of post-COVID, uh, and we went to them with a slightly different pitch. We said, we want to use culture and commission art to engage people with what we're interested in, which is connecting people in the natural world. Uh, and Bristol City Council was really up for it, and we had the opportunity to make this project happen. Yeah, so we really wanted to bring um, both art and nature into Broadmead. Um, there is some greenery here in the heart of Bristol, um, but it's a very commercial, urban, concrete space. Uh, so partly it's about bringing in some artwork, some, uh, we've brought in lots of trees, we've brought in lots of people to have conversations um, and just to kind of disrupt how the space normally works and normally is uh, on an everyday um, you know, shopping experience uh, and just to kind of test something new for us. This is a very different audience than we normally engage with. We're doing a lot of consultation, we're doing a lot of conversations, we're doing a lot of surveys and, you know, and a lot of listening um, to just understand, you know, what does people, what are people's experience of nature and the natural world when they're out for a day shopping.
Harrison. I'm an artist. I work with Heather Peak, and we've uh, just completed a commission in Bristol called Overstory. So, the commission is a commission about trees. You know? So, so we had that already, and yes, we work a lot with trees. Um, we look at, work a lot with trees in terms of like as a material to work with, and we own a forest. Um, so we use the trees from that to build with. Also, we use trees as a as a way to explore places as well. You know, we devise tree tours of cities, and we also travel, um, photographing trees basically as our sort of excuse to talk to people. You know, the trees we just see in our streets actually talk a lot about the urban planning of that place. And the trees we see in our parks, and in, you know, uh, remnants often of you know, um, stately homes and things like that. So we thought we'd tackle this by trying to find a couple of trees that we felt were interesting to us and were interesting to Bristol. So the commission is by the um, Natural History Consortium, which is a gathering of uh, a whole load of amazing organisations that uh, deal with nature. And um, the consortium is there to, you know, um, encourage conversations and connections with those themes. And this artwork is a piece of that work of theirs. Um, so we went out to them and asked them um, to sort of some of those professionals sort of suggest trees that they felt were interesting to them or were, in, were important to Bristol. So we had like a really nice long list of trees. Um, and then it's just great times because we just get to cycle around Bristol looking at trees for ages. Um, but it is an amazing way to sort of start looking at a city, you know? You're not looking for the shop or the restaurant or wherever the, you know, wherever you're going. You're kind of looking up a little bit more and, um, you know, the buildings sort of blur out and you're trying to find these like beautiful trees or maybe not beautiful trees, just interesting trees, important trees. You know, trees are, you know, have value and merit for all different reasons. two trees we selected. One is in Arnesvale Cemetery, um, which is a Victorian cemetery, um, a little bit out of town, and um, it's actually been taken over by the community. So they, you know, at one point, you know, someone, a developer got it, wanted to sort of, whatever, take all, all the bodies out, build houses over it, but in such fantastic Bristol fashion, the community kind of took control of it, and now it's managed by the community and by a trust, you know. So you go there and there's loads and loads of volunteers kind of clearing graves, but also it's like super scruffy. You know, I like this idea that well, we'll just, you know, let it be what it is, you know. So you have all these wonderful remnants of trees from, you know, um, from when the cemetery was set up, you know. One of them is this lime tree, but it's not a, it's not an impressive tree. It's just like at the back of the cemetery on like a little sort of desire lime path. And it's done that thing that some lime trees do where they just shoot out uh, like branches low down. So they kind of look hairy, they look like some sort of Japanese cartoon character in a way. And people pushing past have created a little tunnel around the side of it. So, so it's this lovely overlooked but kind of quirky tree. So we chose a lime tree. But lime trees, you know, have a big place in our cities as well. You know, they're often used for avenues and you look around Bristol, there's all sorts of lime avenues. So, you know, that seemed like a quite a nice first tree. Um, and then the second tree we chose was an oak um, uh, out of Sea Mills Estate, the other side of Bristol, and again out of the centre. Um, and that was planted um, to mark the opening of the estate. And the estate was um, 
started just after the First World War as a, to create housing for those for the people returning from, from the war, you know. And it was a big political move to start making basically social housing for people, you know. And from that, you know, uh, you know um, the social housing movement began, really. So it's really important. And then looking, you know, you're 102 years further on from when that tree's planted. It's a kind of beautiful tree. It's not a huge, huge tree. It's like a nice specimen. But it sits now at the middle of a really great community, you know. It's moved on and it's evolved, but um, it sort of marks that great bit of social history in Bristol as well. And the oak as well, you know. It's classic, you know. And, uh, you know, Ashton Court, obviously, in Bristol, is an, you know, has this incredible landscape and incredible uh, oaks there. You know, there's like a doomsday oak there. Um, but I guess we just wanted to avoid that too obvious a jump to that kind of the oldest tree in Bristol. You know? But hopefully the oak just references all that older history, you know, complex history as well that happens in the city. expecting to be honest I had no preconception of what it was going to be and it almost reminds me so we're sit, we're standing under this kind of canopy fabric canopy um, which at first glance looks a bit like it's tie-dye but actually on closer look it look I think it's loads of cells that you would see prob probably in a tree because <laughs> it's about trees um, it's red it's white it's really quite beautiful actually and something that you might might miss unless you look up which feels quite synonymous with maybe the beauty of cities anyway is that you often don't look up when you're walking around and when you do you might see an amazing detail of a building or somewhere like that so kind of reminds me a bit of the, the need to look up and just be involved in your surroundings a bit more whether in the city or or in the forest I guess. What would I hope people take from the piece? I think the piece is there's sort of there's this nice obvious shift in scale, you know, because we've got this big canopies and these of these microscopic images, which are a little bit unexpected. Hopefully, you know, oh, that's a really beautiful pattern. Oh, it's a decent of an oak tree. So there's this sort of little bit of surprise, and uh, hopefully it makes you see these trees a little bit differently. You know, there's something kind of kind of magic and beautiful happening inside these trees. So there's that simple shift as well. Obviously, we. You know, with a piece like this, you can't test it out or see it in situ. So, like this morning when we came, we were here all last night installing it. Um, but it's only when we came down, like when, the, when it got light this morning, that we actually saw what they looked like. And you know, they're very beautiful, I think. They're very simple. They're light things. They're not huge, you know. Um, but they're quite elegant, and they kind of. They do create a certain feeling, you know, like a, a calmness um, to them, you know. So I hope, hoping that people just feel that within their sort of shopping centre, which has a very different sort of ambience as well, you know. So for people who are kind of local to Bristol, we have um, an engagement space here in the heart of Broadmead, both an indoor version um, in the galleries and an outside space as well. Um, and those are both full of people who know about trees. We've got people from the Woodland Trust, from our local council, from local charities. Uh, and they're really talking to people about 
three things, creating, protecting, exploring. Um, woods, forests, green spaces, street trees, you know, the whole kind of gambit. But they're also there to listen to people's ideas, their questions, their worries. Um, and have a lot of fun as well. There's, you know, storytelling and art activities and crafts and, you know, things to get the whole family interested in thinking about trees. Linnaean Society. The Linnaean Society. The Linnaean Society of London. London. London.